Hi, this is Erica Potter. And this is Hunter Willis. And this is Hot Girl Briefing. Hey, Erica. Hey, Hunter. What are we going to be talking about today? We are talking about something light and flirty yet again. Mm-hmm. And this is about the weirdest facts or most fun facts, whatever you guys want to classify it. Strange. About our president. Bizarre, fun, little interesting. Quirky. Interesting all around. But yeah, definitely one of those other like adjectives applied to it as well. Yes. And this is in honor of President's Day here in the United States. Uh, we don't know if you guys in other countries have any similar holidays. We'd love to hear about them. But in the United States, we had President's Day today, which is February 20th. And it is a federal holiday. Uh, I didn't have work off, so not fun for me. But <laughs> People still yeah. had classes today, too. But I don't ever have Monday classes, so I kind of lucked out on that one. I don't get why we just don't have President's Day off, at least for me. I know banks do. So I don't know why I didn't. Um, so somebody let my work know. Just kidding. Nobody told mm. my work. I'm complaining <laughs> at all. <laughs> but it would have been nice to have a day off. Just, just speaking that into the universe for maybe next year's President's Day. Hey, maybe you'll be lucky enough. But in the meantime, we have some fun facts about presidents for y'all. So Erica, do you want to start us off? Yes. So this is our first source, 46 surprising facts about 46 presidents from history.com. We are not going to read you all 46 facts. Do not worry. Mm -hmm. But just some of the fun little nuggets. James Madison was our shortest president at five foot four, barely over 100 pounds, making him the shortest short king of all the U.S. presidents. <laughs> James Madison truly was a short king. The fact that this man was over a foot shorter than me is bizarre to me. But hey, I mean, here we are. And then you have the complete opposite with Abraham Lincoln being the tallest of any U.S. president, which is due to him having Marfan syndrome, which is, quote, a genetic disorder that causes people to be very tall, thin and long limbed, end quote. So you have both sides of the spectrum. And which is bizarre because Abraham Lincoln was what, 6'4? So you have Abraham Lincoln at 6'4, and then you have James Madison at 5'4. And then you have all the other presidents right in the middle of there. Yeah, just like we see like a full lineup. Um, mm -hmm. And then it's funny because Abraham Lincoln always, well, he's known for having like that top hat, right? Mm -hmm. So how many inches was that? Like how tall was yeah, that? Yeah, that had to add a him? couple of inches onto this man. He probably had a duck coming into the doorways here and there back in the day. Was James Madison wearing like some platforms, like, you know, the heeled shoes that, you know, guys can um, wear? I have it on good authority that you can wear some Dr. Scholl's inserts for some extra height added. So there's lots of ways to deceptively increase your height over there. There's also that height surgery that you can get now, too, which is crazy. I, is if anything, safe? I wish that I could get my legs shorter, but some people want them longer. So it's this whole complex surgery. It's crazy. It's wild. Is definitely it um it, because like there's like the eye color changing surgery you know, as well but like it's not safe personally i don't view it as super safe but some people do and some medical professionals view it as safe so i'm not going to comment on the logistics of the surgery and how safe it is but some people get it done some people decide it's not for them but i know it's Certainly not for me. I'm tall enough. I'm already built like a giant ostrich. So I do not need that. Yeah. And I see nothing wrong with short kings like James Madison. All that really matters is your personality. So you as know, long as you had a good personality, like it doesn't matter if you're a short king. Absolutely. And a short king spring. So everybody go and pick yourself up a short king. It's what mm -hmm. it's what the season needs. 
So getting away from height, we have <laughs> some musical, some musical taste here. Bill Clinton plays the saxophone. Mm -hmm. He even played it before at a presidential event. You saw Bill Clinton playing it, which is wild to think about. Was he playing like a Kenny G? <laughs> Just like I'm not hundred percent sure what the song was, but I know that he was playing it. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then Barack Obama has two Grammy awards and his wife, Michelle Obama has a Grammy herself. Which is crazy. Which I would we, never we have thought that. that. Yeah. I would I never mean, have known that the Obamas had Grammys. They're always referenced in like pop culture songs. Like, do you remember the song Billionaire by Travi McCoy? Uh, yes. And he talks about like going over and like shooting basketball with Barack and Michelle or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, it's to me, I can kind of see they have Grammys. Like they're always just referenced in pop culture nowadays even yeah. with barack obama with his like white house or after he retired from the white house and being president he had the hawaiian shirt and it became like the biggest meme <laughs> barack obama and his outfits were definitely something of newsworthiness i was unaware that outfits were so newsworthy but according to some people presidential outfits are they will break the internet yeah, so those were just some of the facts from that one article, but we have several other articles for you guys with other fun facts. So Hunter, do you want to lead us into our next fun fact about presidents? Yeah, so not so much as like a fun fact, but more of a fact to this one. So there were actually three presidents who died on the 4th of July. They were John Adams and Thomas Jefferson and then James Monroe. And there was one president, Calvin Coolidge, who was born on the 4th of July. And so... Adams and Jefferson, they died on the same day, July 4th, 1826, which is also the 50th year anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. And these two were like frenemies. So the fact that they died within hours says that it, it tells me that there was some love there, either some love there and the one died of a broken heart, or they were both so stubborn and hated each other that much that they just, they just felt like they had to just try and outlive each other a little bit more. They're just like spooky spooky yeah. facts here and very, also like, very much frenemies <laughs> did you clock that john adams thomas jefferson and james monroe are all founding fathers mm -hmm. three mm -hmm. out of seven three out of the seven founding fathers all died on fourth of july like that is like next level spooky something is going on there i don't know what but i now am definitely going to stay away from fireworks on fourth of july <laughs> i'm yeah. sure fireworks had nothing to do with it it's not saying that but you know what I've heard enough ER horror stories. I'm I'm good. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's a little spooky. And then on top of that is another spooky fact. Quote, Mary Todd Lincoln held seances in the red room of the White House to communicate with the spirits of loved ones who had died. End quote. I love that for her. Witchiness like, is what? trending now. Listen, I will never forget. My friends and I, they invited me over. We were having a birthday party. My one friend, her parents had just bought a new house and they said, look, we are going to hold a seance here. And I said, absolutely not. And I brought fresh sage, which I was unaware that the sage was supposed to be dried. So it was really, yep. yeah, it does. <laughs> it really does need to be like trying to burn. You're like trying to sage. smudge. <laughs> yes. And I was trying to get rid of some of the evil spirits in there. And it was, it was a whole thing, but I think it also needs to be like, in com combination with another herb, if I recall correctly, like typically it's like with cedar pine or something because one of them like cleanses the area and the other one like wards off like negative energy because if you just cleanse it and you don't ward off negative energy, like you can attract other spirits. Here's the thing. I was... <laughs> 
a junior in high school. I was very <laughs> unaware of what all was going on at that point. And I had just heard somewhere that Sage would help kind of cleanse the place. It would be better because I'm like, oh, no, they just moved in. We can't have a bad spirit staying around. But You're like, so mom, do you have Sage I can borrow? Just Listen, for a real quick. I mean, I did have my mom come and pick me up from a birthday party one time because they <laughs> took out a Ouija board. I sat at the edge of the driveway and I waited. To- <laughs> I so, love spooky stuff and I was never allowed to have a Ouija board. Absolutely not. I was, absolutely my mom's not. like, it's going to bring the devil into the house. Like you cannot have this in our house. So I was never allowed to own one. No, I could not do the spooky thing. So Mary Todd Lincoln, I don't know if I'd be going over to her house many times, especially if she's having seances in the red room. The, a little spooky there. I'm just imagining like Mary Todd Lincoln as, um, do you recall the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody episode where Esteban holds the seance in the haunted hotel room? Yes. Like I imagine that's how their seances looked. I don't know. All I know is me and Mary Todd Lincoln would not be the best of friends. <laughs> We would not be kikiing at the White House. I know that much. That's all right. You know, we all practice our spirituality in different ways. I Absolutely. also do not celebrate seances, but I welcome one. If I happen to be at one and it's just like <laughs> happening, I would I would probably join in. You know what? But there you go. That's that's you know, everyone's different, and that's fine. <laughs> so next fact is President Richard Nixon and his wife, First Lady Thelma Pat Nixon, had a bowling alley built under the driveway of the White House. Mm-hmm. Sounds a little bit more fun. Place. Yeah, well, because it used to be an old workroom. So they were like, hey, we really like to go bowling. So why don't we just put this into the White House? So that is why there is a bowling alley in the White House. I see the vision. I just I don't know about an <laughs> underground bowling alley. Well, it's like you can't they're not just going to like make a whole new renovation and like, oh, OK, guess what? We're going to go and throw this onto the West Wing. So it's like, you have to put it somewhere. And if there's an empty kind of a workroom downstairs, then it sounds like that's the place for it to go. It kind of reminds me of like something I might do to the house in The Sims. But you know what? That's yeah. fine. You know what? Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. That's our facts on presidents and first ladies. We have more facts that are kind of just like randomly thrown in here, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And starting off, William Howard Taft went on to become Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. So that's two, like, high office positions. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Impressive. Honestly wild. Then you had Richard Nixon. He was the first president to have made a visit to all 50 states, which at that point, it's kind of, it's kind of a cheat for Richard Nixon because before, you know, the first half of presidents couldn't even have done that because of Alaska and Hawaii. And then you had the ones before where they just didn't. But he was the first one to have made it a visit to all 50 states. Then you had George H.W. Bush, quote, was the only president to have served as United States ambassador to the United Nations, end quote. I did not know that. What a better resume than that. Like, hey, you know, I think that I'd probably be a good president. I was the ambassador to the UN. That is that is wild. I mean, I would love to be United Nations ambassador i know hunter hunter and i would die to be the united states ambassador for the un and then to go off and be president well maybe not president but definitely un ambassador i feel that it would be you know the un it's not my favorite institution but it would still be a giant honor to become the ambassador to the un and we wouldn't even have to accept it hunter but just even being offered it oh absolutely a prestigious offer like imagine being like i'm too busy actually to be u.s ambassador of a lifetime thanks for thinking of me Yeah, thank you guys so much. I'll send you a thank you card. Don't worry. 
A last little fun fact would be Herbert Hoover, generous king, did not accept a single bit of his salary as president and actually gave it all to charity. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see what his finances look like before, but that is obviously not included in this fun fact. <laughs> like, we're not going to run you his tax returns or anything like that, but that is that is a bold move. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I mean, like, it's kind of great, though. Well, it was also during the time of like the Great Depression too in the US. So it was one of those things of like a solidarity measure of, hey, I'm with you. I understand how this is going. I don't need this salary. I can go and give this to the people who truly need it. Yeah. And I love that for him. A Absolutely. true leader right there. Yes. A, a leader that gives back. Going on to our next source, we have five unusual facts about U.S. presidents. And I'm especially excited for this source because <laughs> I'm an animal lover. And so anything to do with pets, I'm like, yes, tell me everything. But mm -hmm. before we get into the pets part of it, Hunter, do you want to tell us our first fact from our source from The Collector? Yes. So it is about James Garfield. The man was ambidextrous and he could also write in multiple languages. So he was officially known as the first left-handed president. He was able to write with both left and right hands because he was ambidextrous. And so he was able to write and speak in a multitude of languages that included Greek, Latin, and German is in addition to English. So the man was he was he was great. He was a linguistic king for a president because not many presidents know that many different languages, let alone able to write them all too. That's why you see a lot of presidents with translators. But this man, he's like, no, 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 don't worry. If it's Greek, Latin or German, I've got this. Yeah. And there was actually a rumor that he would like write with one language with one hand and write another language in the other hand. I mean, that's a muscle memory right there. I can't, you know, those exercises where they're like, do this with your one arm and do this with your other arm. I can't even do that. Let alone like, yeah, Latin. like pat your Isn't head and like, like rub your stomach. Like that is wild. Yeah. And Latin's like a super hard language to learn, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah, I'd say so. Crazy. I mean, it German is good, too. Because then you can learn a lot of the roots for everything. If it is a Latin language. German is like so unlike most other languages compared to like in Europe. Like, have you seen those like skits on TikTok where they talk about like, it's like, oh, Spain, South America, you know, all these other like places have similar words mm -hmm. for like the same word. Like, I think. Yeah. Like, and then German just has like the really long ones with a like, very mm -hmm. blunt and German's just kind of like doing its own thing over there. Yeah. So that's that is impressive from Garfield. Mm -hmm. But so, I know you're excited to talk about this next part, Erica. Yes, yes. So we're getting into unusual pets. And I mean, there is there is just a lot about the White House pets that I didn't know about. And we hope to impart some of that wisdom onto you guys because it was a freaking zoo. The White House should also be known as DC's biggest zoo from the different <laughs> kinds of pets that these presidents were keeping here. So just to start off, talking parrots were a very popular White House pet, but mm -hmm. there was actually one who was more famous than the others, and that would be Andrew Jackson's parrot, Pole. Which if and... none of y'all know, I truly have a beef with Andrew Jackson, but this is <laughs> hilarious. When Erica was telling me about this, I was dying. Yes. So Pole was a beloved talking parrot. Again, a very popular pet. But what separated Pole from other people was that <laughs> Jackson actually taught him like how to how to cuss, how to swear. 
And then at Jackson's funeral, Paul actually had to be removed from the funeral because he would not stop swearing. Which, I mean, like, you never want to see, like, an animal in distress, grieving at all. But the fact that this parrot would not stop swearing at a funeral, I feel like that sums up Andrew Jackson's legacy in a nutshell. I mean, your beef with Andrew Jackson is your beef. I have so much beef with Andrew Jackson, and we could have multiple episodes on it. (laughs) (laughs) I personally don't have beef, but I probably don't know as much as you two about Andrew Jackson. So I'm I'm sure you have very good reason for your beef. I cannot stand the man, but his parrot is hilarious. His his parrot is hilarious. I'll give him that. So that was one of the more well-known pets. But then we have Theodore Roosevelt, who had... A lot of pets. They might not have been as well known as Pole because everyone knew his name, mm-hmm. but Theodore Roosevelt had just a huge, like a huge zoo, including, but not limited to, a zebra, a parrot, bears, lion, a hyena, a lion, a hyena, a coyote, rats, so multiple rats, mm-hmm. badger, a badger, and then a one-legged rooster. And you can actually find a pic of the rooster in the Library of Converse looking very gallant, I might add. Mm. And he wasn't even, Roosevelt wasn't even the one that had the widest variety. Hunter, if you want to tell us who was able to take that title from him. Yeah, so it was actually President Coolidge. He had a bear cub, two lion cubs, a wallaby, which I think are so adorable. I would personally prefer a wombat if I was president. Just throwing that out there to the future Australian constituents. I would love that if I was the president. (laughs) But he had a wallaby and an antelope, pecking ducks, Rebecca the raccoon, and Billy the pygmy hippopotamus. That's crazy. That is truly throwing it back to one of the first podcast episodes, the hippos. A recurring theme throughout this podcast. Yes. And like hippos, as we discovered in our one of our first episodes, they are one of the most dangerous animals. Yes. So- which like pygmy hippopotamuses, not the dangerous animal. Those are we're talking about the regular hippos. But like still, I mean, I'd hate to see it if it got angry. I mean, hippos all come from like a similar bloodline. So, yeah, maybe yeah. the pygmy one isn't like the other hippos. I, I we think know, it wouldn't be but- as aggressive as like Pablo Escobar's hippos. But you never know until, you know. You never know until you know, which is true. You never know until you see it, you know, and <laughs> honestly, that's that's what I meant that you never know until you see it. But like, honestly, I just wait, where are you storing this hippopotamus? Is it swimming in the White House pool? Like, how big are these things? I'm I don't sure they're not that, as big as normal. ones. I don't but. even think there was a White House pool at that point. If I remember back, I don't think that there was one there yet. So I don't know. I mean, to be fair, though, Teddy Roosevelt, he did have a lot of connections with national parks. He was a big proponent of national parks. Maybe the pygmy hippopotamus was stored at one of those. I don't know. I think we'd have to do a deeper dive and go and check that out. You guys want us to. We will. We will. Deep <laughs> we dive will do a deep dive. Pygmy. It'll be a full episode on just presidential pets. Yes, I I would love to. Because we're, we're still next not episode done. question mark. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe. And we had to trim this for you guys. So it wouldn't be too long. But there's, trust me, there's so many more pets. And actually, mm-hmm. Hunter is going to tell us about the next one that was a pet that was a gift. Yes. Martin Van Buren. He actually had two tiger cubs that were gifted from the Sultan of Oman. I mean, what an extravagant gift. The Sultan I, is gifting you tiger cubs. That is a very unique gift. I, I mean, maybe I'm put them in the national. Why? 
maybe put them in the national zoo. That's what I was wondering. I was like, what happens when they're no longer cubs? Yeah, because I mean, big cats kind of freak me out. I think that we all saw season one in the pandemic. I think that we all saw what happens when you have a bunch of big cats and a bunch of enclosures. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a little spooky to me, but there we were. However, not as scary as the next one. Erica, do you want to tell us about the next one? (laughs) The next set of pets, I guess. Absolutely. So two presidents had pet alligators and scary. Yeah. One of them was John Quincy Adams and the other one was Herbert Hoover. Again, the man who did not accept a single bit of his salary as president. He he had a pet alligator, but we don't know where he stored it. However, <laughs> we do know where one did. We do know where John Quincy Adams kept his gator, which was the White House bathroom. I terrifying. It only left me with more questions when I read that. I was like, okay, first of all, I need the dimensions of this bathroom. Like, did you turn it into a swamp? Like, like we need to draw this out. Give me some graph paper and I will chart out this entire bathroom. Were you feeding the gator in the bathroom? Like, was was there... Did it go like, for walks? Was, yeah. So many like, questions. So many questions. We have absolutely no answers, um, but just know that gators have resided in the White House. The next one, though, so cute. Yes. So Woodrow Wilson had a flock of sheep for grazing the White House lawn, and that was in lieu of mowing the grass during World War One. Okay, this I, love I, that. I just wanted to say gardening dupe. I'm sorry, I had to. Not I had the gardening to. dupe. I'm sorry, I had to. I just like I saw that and I immediately thought that in my brain. And I think it's like so annoying when they say the dupe so aggressively, but I was like, oh my god, this is perfect. Anyways. <laughs> And then the last the last unusual pet we have is that Woodrow Wilson also had a ram that was named Old Ike, and he apparently really liked to chew tobacco. So, I mean, take that what you will, had a little bit of a tobacco habit, I guess. You know, he may have been a wee bit addicted to tobacco. Well, we don't know if he was addicted. He just really liked it. We, I, I would love to know his average consumption. Of tobacco, also how did like we get said, it for we the can first do a deep time? dive into these pets too in one episode. But <laughs> yes, we just how figured did, we would cover the basics. How did he acquire the tobacco? How did how did the he know that the ram liked it? All these are lots questions. of questions We'd here. Be more than happy to deep dive, like Hunter said. But we are not done yet. That was just the pet segment. We have more. We have one more fun fact for you. I don't know how fun it is, but <laughs> I was going to say I don't know how you fun give it, it is. away. Yeah, so a bit um a, a bit opposite of what I believe in for a fun weekend out. President James K. Polk banned booze, card playing, and dancing from the White House. Which I feel like we've all seen this movie. We all know this movie. <laughs> but here we are. James K. Polk said no booze, no cards, and no dancing at the White House, which I don't know how much fun of a president he was i don't i don't think that i would appoint him as the ceo of fun vibes of america but here we were with james k polk definitely no zumba cardio for him no i don't absolutely think not jfk would have survived a day in that household absolutely not jfk is white house <laughs> completely opposite yeah like polar opposites mm-hmm. definitely no fun i would not invite james k polk to any event that i'm ever throwing no, he would not be the president that I would sit down and grab a beer with, probably because he banned it in the White House. I I just there were some quotes about his 
term in presidency. It's not a fact, so we didn't include it here, guys. Again, we can do it in the deep dive, but let's just say they were not favorable things, which I can see why. they. I can imagine life in the White House, like no booze. like So you weren't allowed to bring in any at all. So people were bringing in gators and antelope and raccoons and pygmy hippopotamuses. <laughs> I feel like I would no need booze. a glass of wine to deal with all of that because now I have a small circus at my home, a small petting zoo of exotic creatures that... You probably shouldn't even pet. You probably should not be petting a bear, a lion, a hyena, a coyote. Badgers are scary as well. It, you know, yeah, the I honey don't... badger, nature's most ferocious animal. Absolutely. So I don't think that I would be, you know, I think that I could use a glass of wine after a day like that. <laughs> well, not under James K. Polk. No. But and that <laughs> that is our last fact. I'm not even going to call that one a fun one, but all the other ones for the most part, except for a couple spooky ones were mm-hmm. pretty fun. And a if you interesting. Guys, yeah. If you guys liked these and if you want more episodes like this, we had so much fun doing this. I, I, we just love quirky stuff like this, even if mm-hmm. it involves seances and I mean hey this is like how we started out the pod with kind of like a quirky episode like this I still remember we recording the Supreme Court episode and the endangered species episode so you know I felt like we were kind of going back to our roots with this one Erica I I also feel that I love the endangered species episode what did we talk about that one invasive vine I think in Asia yes so scary so wild absolutely just wipes out biodiversity But instead, we have James K. Polk wiping out a fun, wild weekend at the White House. Yep. And (laughs) good thing he's not in the house anymore. I feel like I feel like the presidents lately definitely haven't enforced rules like that. They keep it interesting, to say the least. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, there's a cute I think it was a German shepherd. It's either a German shepherd or a Belgian Malinois that currently resides at the White House. So love that for president biden and Mm -hmm. we will be sure to report if we find any more weird animals in the white house or even just i don't know maybe the senators probably have some honestly they probably do we just need to look up dc's little critters or something (laughs) or maybe just like worldwide because Uh, i mean this is just you know it could be interesting yeah Yeah. it could be everybody worldwide what is the wildest animal that has ever been gifted to the head of state world leader pets We'll come up with a better title. (laughs) We'll do that. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, we appreciate it. And happy President's Day to everybody out there. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.